Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people in the world of real estate investing. Today we're interviewing Inyaki Strick, and Inyaki is a very accomplished young man, done a lot of things in a number of different projects. Inyaki, welcome to the show. Thanks, Victor. You know, I want to talk to you a little bit about what it's been like coming into the world of real estate investing from really a, a blank sheet of paper, and you've managed to accomplish a number of amazing things in a very short time with really not a lot of resources at your disposal, just a bit of hustle and ambition. Let's talk about your story and how you came into the business. Well, you know, I'm a strong believer that having no resources is not an excuse to not go out there and really seek out what you really want to do in life. One of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn is, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So when I heard that, I made a decision that I was going to surround myself with people that were already successful in doing what it was that I wanted to do, which was become a real estate investor. So I decided I was going to figure out a way to add value to successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs. And that's really how I got started. So we met first time last year on the Investor Summit at Sea. This was you know, the biggest quantum leap for you in your own personal development. What were some of the major epiphanies that propelled you forward last year? Yeah, so coming on the Summit at Sea really changed my life. I mean, coming here and meeting people like you, Robert Kiyosaki, Robert Helms, Russell Gray, uh, Andrew Lenoy, and Mike Ayala, a lot of opportunities came out of uh, that summit. And it was by what, what I was talking about, surrounding myself with people that are already successful, when you come with a perspective of wanting to add value to them, uh, after that summit, I ended up moving down to Belize and actually working down on one of the real estate guys projects called uh, Mahogany Bay Village, which is a beautiful, beautiful project. And now I'm uh, back in the States and I'm uh, helping uh, Mike Ayala and Andrew Lanoi with Four Peaks Capital Partner, uh, uh, helping investors get involved with those and invest in mobile home parks. So let's start with Mahogany Bay Village, because this is not your rookie type of investment. You know, this is a multi-hundred unit Hilton Curio Collection property, so very high standard property in an environment where there's no banking, where the investors are making 100% cash investments in a foreign jurisdiction. This is not an easy sell, and you were involved directly in the sales process. How did you pull this off? Like, were you, did you get training? Did, how did you do this? Yeah, well, so I was the uh, business development manager down there, and uh, being down there, Robert has his trips down there every once in a while, so I really got to learn the market and learn the product from him. So once I got that under control, I would fly back to the States and get in front of groups of people and present to them uh, the big opportunities. And, uh, you know, Robert always asks, uh, who thinks it's uh, risky investing outside the country? And some people raise their hand, but then he does a follow-up question and says, who thinks it's risky having all your assets tied to one country one currency and a whole another group of people raise their hand so that was really a mind shift for me and uh, it, it's really great if you're thinking about investing offshore you should definitely check out Belize and Mahogany Bay Village that's amazing and so you basically you picked up you moved from Houston went straight down to Belize pretty much right after the cruise and got to work right that's right. Yeah, I was down there for about six months. Uh, great market. Uh, lots of cool places to do. If you are an ad adventure seeker, you can go scuba diving, fishing. You can go to the jungle, cave tubing. So beautiful, beautiful market. But the real opportunity there, it's the real estate. Now you have this on your resume. How has this set you up for what came next? 
Yeah, so just having that on my resume when I decided to come back to the States, it was it's very simple segue into, uh, you know, Andrew and Mike. They saw what I was doing down there. They saw everything I would post on social media. So they, they were growing. They needed help. So by them seeing what I was already doing, they reached out to me and they said, hey, we, we're growing. We need some help. We need help with uh, investor relations. So that was a really, really good opportunity. And that's what I'm involved in right now. As investors look at all different types of asset classes, whether it's multifamily or industrial or what have you, what makes the sector you're in right now very attractive? Well, what I really like about it is that it's uh, recession resistant. So if you think about it, whenever we go into an economic recession, if somebody loses their job and they lose their income, if they own their home, they may have to sell that and downsize and go rent somewhere. Those people that were renting may have to go move to an apartment. Those people will go to a lower class apartment and those people will go to a mobile home. Essentially, during a recession, everyone gets pushed down to mobile homes and there's really nowhere else to go after that. You're either living in your car or, or you're, you're homeless. So that's why uh, I'm not saying they're going to shoot up and go really high in value, but it's a more consistent source of cash flow and they're more recession resistant. So that's really what attracted me to this sector. And are you building new parks or are you acquiring existing parks and that maybe have been in operation for a number of years? What, what's your focus? Yeah, so we generally target parks that are already existing, and uh, we look for parks that are between 50 and 70% occupancy, because uh, at 50 to 70% occupancy, they will cash flow generally from year one, but then there's also a lot of room for growth. If you go out and uh, buy a park that uh, has very low occupancy, there's a lot of growth potential, but not necessarily very much cash flow for the first couple of years. And same on the other side. If you buy a park that's stabilized, uh, it may be good cash flow, but there's no not that much growth. So really, we, it doesn't... We, we buy parks above and below that market or that segment, but we, we really focus on 50 to 7% occupancy in the, in the Midwest right now. This is your second investor summit at sea. We have 35 young people on board the boat, many of them first-time cemeteers, rubbing shoulders with some of the greatest and most notable people in the world of real estate investing. I've seen you take on a leadership role and mentor these young folks who are, in many respects, not much younger than you. That's right. You know, this is, a, this is a great opportunity for any young uh, adult that wants to come out and meet people that are actually out there doing the real thing. Uh, it's so amazing. Like we, we've had uh, ma- many very nice experiences and the young adults, they just can't believe that they get to rub shoulders with all these hot people in, in, in the real estate world that actually know what they're doing. And so it's a huge opportunity. If you're thinking about coming out next year, I definitely, definitely recommend it. I gave them all a, a gift, which was uh, one of my books that I just co-authored called The One Thing that changed everything in which I talk about you know, you don't, you don't have to start everything. And really, I learned this from you last last summit. You talked about how if you were going to start a new company, don't do that. Go out and buy another company that already has existing customers and revenue. Well, I kind of took that and said, okay, well, I have very little resources. How can I maximize my time and my efforts here uh, but, and become a real estate investor? Well, I decided to work for somebody that was already successful and do what I wanted to do. That way, not only do I get to learn from them, but I also get to make an income as I'm learning. One of the things that I've noticed, you know, just watching you, I mean, think about where you were a year ago to today. It's just such a dramatic, dramatic difference. You were a young realtor working in Houston selling single family homes and probably kind of squeaking by, you know, a, a meager existence. And today... You're dealing with repeat customers. Investors tend to be serial investors. They tend to invest more than once, usually quite frequently. And it's much easier to get a repeat customer than it is a new customer. What's that been like? Have you been able to get repeat business so far? 
Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, you know, you always want to treat every person like they're going to be your best customer, uh, no matter what their background is, no matter what where they come from, no matter what they look like. And that's really what my philosophy has been. And when investors find a good agent, they want to come back to that agent. As you mentioned, they're, go- they're repeat customers. They come back and they want more. So it's really been a good strategy for me to use is that I, I take care of every single one of my clients the same way. And that is with the most best, highest level of service that I can provide. You know, when you're rubbing shoulders with a Ken McElroy who owns 10,000 units or a Kim Kiyosaki with 8,500 units, it's, that seems like it's in the stratosphere and can seem a little bit out of reach. Is it too distant for you to actually connect with their message? No, and that's that's what I, I kind of you know we had a talk with the young adults before coming on board, and uh, they they asked similar questions to that, and it's how how do I go out and talk to these people? They're just on a totally different level, and what I tell them is successful people they are always willing to help the young ones, and especially the ones that are seeking for answers. So I told them don't be scared to go and ask questions, you know, and and don't pretend like you're somebody who you're not. Don't pretend to be bigger than what you are. Really come and say, hey, I'm new. I'm brand new. I'm young. I want to learn from you. How can I do what you did? And at the end of the day, we're all people. If somebody else can do it, you can do it too. Watching the way you operate, you know, there's we're 234 people here on, on the Investor Summit, and there's some people that stand out, and there's some people that just sort of blend into the audience. And, and let me tell you, you're someone who stood out right from the very beginning. So congratulations. That's got you some great attention, some great attention from some potential great mentors. So congratulations. Hey, I really thank you, and I thank you for having me on the podcast, Victor. Well, Nyaki, let's enjoy the rest of the trip, and uh, we'll, we'll see you at dinner. All right. See you then. Thanks. I really wanted you to meet Inyaki because here's a guy in his early 20s who seized an opportunity last year. He was on the Investor Summit at Sea and decided based on that to move to Belize for six months to work on the sales for Mahogany Bay Village and then subsequently turned that into a position managing investor relations for Four Peaks Capital Partners. For someone just starting out as a real estate investor, I can't think of a better way to get started than to demonstrate a little bit of hustle and put yourself in the path of opportunity. If you want to make things happen, get out from behind your screen, stop looking to Google for answers, put on a little bit of hustle and make things happen. In the meantime, have a spectacular day and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.